love comic books and need a fix on superheroes. Maybe you is different mastermind. So you side with the villains. Add an eye which side you own if Marvel or DC. Which artist you respect the most? Bob Kane or Stan Lee? Need the latest film adaptions coming to the screen. Get the facts on starring actors. Which ones you need to go see? Maybe you a gamer cause you love to take control. Get latest news on the hottest games. Then debate the best console. Nintendo or Sony can't forget Microsoft. Find out which games you have to play and which ones should not. Get on board and join the movement, you won't be last. Check signal strength, turn volume up, it's time for a new podcast. Yeah. You need the facts on doggy stuff, who got the latest word. Hit internet for number one, it's nerds against the world. You got questions, they got answers, best you've ever heard. No competition, listen quote, it's nerds against the world. N-A-T-W, nerds against the world. You are now tuned in live. Dilemma. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hello and welcome back to all new Nerds Against the World, the revival. I know y'all, if you are returning, if you're on the Giant Contra the Robot podcast feed on Spotify, SoundCloud, coming soon, Stitcher, a running Stitcher. joke. <laughs> running joke here on the Giant Contra Robot podcast feed. Um, you have heard us talk, or mainly me, talk about bringing back Nerds Against the World, but not with the same old crew from before. It's now a new crew, revolving door of great people. Um, we have artists, um, literary luminaries. Um, we have, uh, we're just, this is a bevy of good people on, on this, on this, um, on this new journey of Nerds Against the World. It will no longer be its own entity. It will be under the Giant Contra Robot feed, which also housed the main show, which features me and Christian Ventura. Um, the Artist Talk show, which features me hosting awesome artists. We have an episode coming up this t- We have a bunch of episodes coming up. Um, and past episodes. A lot of things in I was, I was like, I keep forgetting future spoilers, and I'm like, wait a minute. This is supposed to be on 2021. <laughs> 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 well, I want to say new episode if the shit was back in 2020. Anyway. Uh, so go back and listen to those episodes, people. I'm sure the content is great. Um, thank you for sticking with us on this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, on this episode, um, now the, this revival, we're still going to be talking about nerd stuff, comic book movies, TV shows, Star Wars, Star Trek, and the like, because if you hear the intro, Nerdsing as World does talk about Marvel and DC, but we'll talk about those at a later time. But now, Nerds Against the World is going to be tackling real-world subjects that we tend to skirt around um, if you listen to old Nerds Against the World episodes, and we don't really in de- and go in-depth on them. So, now, this is a panel show. So, I may not be on every episode. Christian may not be ever on every episode, who is a staple on Giant Contraband Robot. And we also have first-time podcasting. So we we're, we're easing her in, but we got, we got a good topic. Jennifer Munoz, welcome to Nerds Hello. Against the World. Welcome. Whoa! I felt like I was just like, like you just read attendance right now, and it was like, Bing! Jennifer Munoz, and I'm like, huh? <laughs> I'm here. But we lovingly call you Yenny. Yes. Yes, that is my name. Yes, and we we we're all about the loving names. 
Yes, please. And also, like a staple of Nerds Against the World, I evolved. I went from Hero G007, Hero the Geek, and then I just straight up murdered those two, and now we're at Desi, or Desi is dead. Um, the, the Desi is dead. Heads risen. Yeah, yeah. I am a zombie now. Um, if you can't tell by the tone of my voice, um, I'm, I'm a zombie now. Um, I'm having tons of fun. Um, eating stupid people has been beneficial because we're now downsizing the stupid and uprising the smarts. But unfortunately, we lost a good one, Alec Trebek. Yep. Uh, but that was that was too bad. <laughs> but yeah. memory, he will we'll always have memories. And there's a new video out there. Of him being an absolute savage. Oh, there is so much content of, of Alex Trebek being a savage. It's ridiculous. But, yes, get, revisit. Revisit. Yeah, but let's stay on target, which is going to Knowledge be, is power, people. Yeah, we're going to stay on target. Um, on this episode, we're going to just jump right into it and talk about religion. Is it really a detriment to society? Like, not well to society. Like, there is... I have met people who, if you listen to the John Contra Robot Artist Talk, we had Allison Garcia. She talked about how her faith has helped her be, um, not just because um, being a better artist, but um, she firmly believes that um, her faith has helped her successfully as being an artist. And we had a good conversation on it. Like, um, Just right off the bat, I have mentioned before, I am an atheist. Um, so even if she's talking about how her religion has helped her, I'm not, I'm not Bill Maher. I'm not going to just shit on a person just right off the bat. I'm not going to shit on a person <laughs> who is either. Yeah, you're much more George Carlin. Yeah. I like, um, I'm more like, let me know, like in the words of, um, Starship Troopers, I would like to know more why. And this is why we have in this talk. <laughs> you want to know awesome. more? I mean, if y'all don't know Starship Troopers, that is a big propaganda movie, and it was made that specific way, so... Yeah, it was made to parody big propaganda in general. <laughs> and read the book if you want more of that, more in-depth, because, I mean, we need a Starship Troopers remake. But, Starship, yeah, that's... that's. But, um, let's go around the panel, and who likes to start us off? Well, um, I'd, I'd just like to say something based off of the question, right? Mm -hmm. uh, whether whether it's a detriment to specifically the way that we function as a society now, right? Uh, let me re um, actually let me rephrase that. Um, is the reliance of religion a detriment to society? Is there a way to separate religion from politics? Um, and also, we're going, like, also to piggyback on it, school and um, pretty much... Hell, the NFL is a good one as well. Hmm. Well, if we're talking about institutions, I guess in, in like it's very it's very weird because you have to kind of at least the way I view it, you have to kind of take it in in pockets because it's such a large conversation, and the question is so like encompassing here that yeah, in in institutions, right, in things like schools and things like. Like our government, that kind of stuff. I I would personally say that we should not have religion be like a larger factor 
in um, in institutions like that. But when it comes to the everyday person, um, I feel that religion is a tool for certain for certain types of individuals that may need it. You know, for like because religion at its base, regardless of which religion it is, kind of shows it kind of gives you like a moral a moral playbook to kind of work by as a person. And that can be something very great and very, very like important on a person's development and structure, especially if you teach them like more morality through through, you know, not stories, but collective experiences like a religion would have as a community. But not everybody has the ability to either not necessarily think like that, but they don't gel with it. They don't necessarily there. There's some people that it doesn't work for. And that's that's fine, too. But I think it's it has to be taken on an individual basis and whether or not it would be beneficial to the person as far as giving them kind of like a a a moral like guide to strive towards. So that way. But other people don't look for guides for that. Other people like rely on themselves for things like that. So that's where I think like religion doesn't necessarily work well with certain kinds of people and other types. It's very lovely to hear you from, you know, the recording studio on wheels. <laughs> background, um, background noise is a staple in Nerds Against the World. Oh, yeah. Uh, if, 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 uh, if anybody's listening to this for the first time and hasn't uh, checked out the Giant Contraband Robot, there are many extra hosts, unfortunately, because we are uh, recording during COVID times. We're recording at home. Um, so unfortunately, there is a lot of sound bleed, so... I apologize for that on my end, for sure. Um, I can try to mitigate it as much as possible. <laughs> um, this question is so heavy. Yeah. Because it it brings you to think of, like, you know, the people that suffer without religion or suffer because of religion or suffer through religion. But then you think of the people who don't. Like, are they just in a bubble, you know? Yeah. Like, that's, that's more or less of what I think. And I think that, yeah, people right now are in bubbles. And I feel like religion has such a huge looming history of just promoting very, very traditionalist, conservative, you know, conservatism. That's, blah, blah, you know what I mean? Yeah, hardcore conservatism. And, um, yeah, and... um. I know that for a lot of people that works in their lives and it works for them in their politics and it works for them in their, you know, points of view and it works to keep their communities, you know, full of people that think like them and work like them and talk like them. And, you know, it's, it's, it's more or less a preservation culture. I see it as that's why it's become such a, strong presence in our politics um there's a culture that exists out there of traditionalist values and people feel like that's that is what morality is and that's what religion is but like me growing up catholic and having a million questions that were never answered properly mm -hmm. um it's almost like you start thinking, is this is this all there is to it? 
Like, is it is it these values that we're told that it can't be it, that it, like, that can't be it? I feel like if religion was seen more as like a you know something that is ever changing, but is still adhering to core values that we all can agree are right or wrong, right? Yeah. I think that if it was seen that way, and if it was treated that way, that it wouldn't ever so much bleed into our politics than so much so as actually make us understand one another a lot easier than just adhering to these, you know, little bubbles of subculture that is just all about, you know, the strict rules. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I, I I don't mean to sound like super like nerdy, you know, like like I just been studying this like for the past few days because I really haven't. It's just something that I've always thought about my entire life. Like, it can't be this way. Like, just because it's written in black and white, that doesn't mean that it's actually in black and white. There's so much more to it that I think people are missing out. And I mean, you guys know my background. I've, I'm a total book nerd. I've been an English major since fucking, I don't know, since I was like too scared to go to recess or nutrition in sixth grade. So I would go hide out in the library. And it's just all like the same pattern of just hypocrisy or um, disillusionment that we see, like the patterns that we see in our culture. And it's like, it can't be like, it, it just, it can't be this way. Cause it obviously doesn't function anymore. Okay. So, I'm oh, sorry, Go ahead. I don't know. Um, yeah. I was gonna say to piggyback on Christians um, and then yours, at the, start, at the start of your speak, like the exceptions we should have for, um, for people, like especially students, like when we all used to work at the tutoring center, we had students, um, a Muslim faith, like they had to pray at a specific time. And I know Dominguez, mm -hmm. Dominguez Hills as well, and I don't know, I can't speak for other um, campuses, but I know Dominguez Hills specifically had a space for students to, like they need the, at the time, I, I don't know the direct times and the, the, the geographical, geographical location that they need to pray in, and I'm like, that's mm -hmm. that is a more respectful way. Like we're not like in like it's not a puning on anyone, even though we yeah. had, we had students and people bitch about it. Um, but mm -hmm. I'm like, how is this offending you? This is their religion, this is their time to pray. They needed a space, we gave them there's a space for them. Um, yeah, that's that's actually interesting that you bring that up because like it, I guess it could also bring up the difference between um, accommodating the ability to practice your own faith versus um, not necessarily pushing, but necessary, like, like the difference between doing that and a institution kind of making known what its preferences are morally. You know what I mean? Like, like if you go to like, let's say trade tech, you don't normally see, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of like Christian, Christian specific things. Uh, around campus, you don't see like you know the admins like talking about faith in their in their you know addresses to the students and stuff because they're not they're not trying to push not necessarily push but they're not trying to 
uh, I guess, present religion in a specific in a specific viewpoint to the population of students. No, yeah, and and I think like that you know sort of like delicate way of treating it is, I think that's the problem, <laughs> because um, like just looking statistically, you know, how many Muslims live in the you know LA County area where we worked at? Yeah, how many Christians? You know, does that mean that we should accommodate every student? Like, maybe so, if this, if, if statistically speaking, these students are going to be of need. But um, I think, like, it's important to note that it doesn't, the need to adhere to your faith in a public setting is an, a big issue. Yeah. For a lot of people, because, um, and people don't realize it until they're faced with the problem. Like I, I had an experience. Um, so I recovered from an eating disorder and I went through rehab for about nine months. And for a period of time, there was a patient who was Muslim and they needed somewhere to pray. So they were given a specific office, you know, it's a completely vacant office. It was just a like therapy session room, like a group session room they never used. And they even made him a sign that was laminated and they put like a, a Velcro um, command sticky there that he can stick that sign to that says prayer in session. Mm -hmm. Like they accommodated him very well, right? Mm -hmm. And the problem was that his time of prayer was during a session. And there were times where he wanted to stay a little bit longer and just kind of put off his prayer um for a little bit, just because he knew that understood, like, you know, speaking it into his faith, he knew that it was allowed because his session was also for his health. So the, the whole thing about, you know, the Muslim faith is it's against your faith to do things that are against your health. So, you know, it made sense for him to want to stay longer for certain sessions, but also to want to, you know, just go and pray and then come back. Well, there was a therapist who had a problem with this. It was like, why can't you just wait? We've already given you everything you needed. Why can't you just wait a little bit longer? And mm. just the way that they said that to him, you know, the way that that came off of like, we already gave you everything you wanted. What more do you need? It's like, well, he needs to have his freedom to express his, you know, religion in a safe place here where he's supposed to be, you know? Yep. <laughs> so if that's a personal problem, like that's his problem. But I think like the, the, the positive out of that was everyone was supportive of him. But I think like the, the one thing that this therapist didn't realize was that it was such an inconvenience to him that this person had something different to do that was, you know, mandatory for him. It's just, so many people apply too many personal feelings on things that they don't understand anything about. And a lot of these people are very Christian and conservative, you know, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. And that, and I, I guess, yeah, it's very, it's very interesting when you bring up the conservativeness of it, because then it, it goes a little bit back into the politics side. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the fact that like technically we're not supposed to have religion in our politics yet. For some reason, it seems like it pervades like every major controversial decision, including in the Supreme Courts. 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, how is it that we that we technically as a nation say, you know, how is it that as a nation we can say in God we trust, yet we also have separation of church and state? Well, I think, and this is my theory, and this is just because, um, you know, if you look at history, what was the majority that lived in these parts? What was the majority ruling class? They were Christian. So it makes right. sense for them to incorporate some kind of, you know, Christianity into politics. But now that it's it's so much different, there we have different pop- populations of, of different faiths, and things need to be different. And I think that's what a lot of Americans don't understand is, like, what's made things so great, unfortunately. I mean, and just me, this is my personal opinion because I like old shit and you know it, Christian, and Desi knows it for sure. Um, the only thing, the only reason why America's been so successful in the past is because of how modern it's gone so quickly and how much it just, just, you know, kind of does away with things that are old and, and, you know, just not functioning anymore. And this is the ideology that's not functioning anymore. That the fact that in God we trust needs to stay permanent, you know, to our political, you know, entire political identity. And it's Mm -hmm. like, it doesn't have to be that way. Like, I understand that the moral background is definitely there. But the, and and my idea is like, why isn't that enough that the moral background is there? You know, in, if anything, we have, we're missing out on an entire opportunity to include more moral backgrounds from different faiths that are not being represented. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, um, to piggyback on, to actually backtrack on religion and politics, look at the current administration. Um, mm-hmm. I have two articles up right now. Um, one, I, I, it's not a refutable source, but it, it's still right on the money. Um, Daily Mail. Um, that devil, <laughs> that devil-looking preacher, um, Copeland. Oh, Kenneth Copeland. He looks. Oh my god! He yeah. legit looks like Satan personified. <laughs> like, uh, he's a wolf in sheep's clothing, is what we're taught, right? Yeah, like. Oh my god! First, yeah. the first to start COVID nineteen, he just he's like, I, I, not, what? I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Pray the virus away. <laughs> and then, recently, laughing. This is um, in Daily Mail. Um, and we're going to piggyback with uh, former president, vice president Biden has declared the winner. This is, I'll just pre- to preface this. Trump was at 213 and he declared himself the winner. Everybody declared him the winner. And of recently, it has been announced that Biden is, has hit 232 um, projected winner. Um, pretty much. I thought he was up to like 290 no, at this point. No. 306. I he was up to 300. 306. Yeah. He won by a landslide. Biden has yeah. won by a landslide. While you have... Those mail-in votes, man. I know. You have this preacher, vice, um, uh, not um, Vice President Biden, but Pence. Um, this preacher, Copeland, and then now Mr. World Famous, not because he got rid of the mob, Rudy, Rudy Giuliani, now known in Borat, the old man touching his ball sack. 
Rudy Giuliani uh, is is going to be a very interesting chapter, or a very interesting sub paragraph in history. <laughs> Standing in the Four Seasons Landscaping Company. Yep. You guys, you know what it just dawned on me that Borat might be mentioned in a history textbook in the future. It might. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> you know. <laughs> 2020 is probably going to end up being the meme for the history community going forward. <laughs> mm. Yes. Yes. That's, that's, that, I, honestly, that puts a smile on my face. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> to get back on, uh, the, say on target. Um, uh, now, Copeland, his, his full name. Kenneth Copeland, but he's a televangelist, and we'll get on to them later in this podcast. Um, he laughed over his own comment for 40 seconds, whipping the crowd up into a frenzy before ending with a whoop. Um, and then soon after, his faithful flock, or cult, essentially laughed with them. Um, just laughing it off while everyone's looking, while the whole world's looking at this, like, what? in the hell is wrong with you people if we can even call them that <laughs> um, and then not to mention during the, the commencement not the commencement but more like during the, the voting process um, around the third Trump's advisor Paula White and her weird zealot prayer just what the and literally she said I hear victory 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 and the angels have been dispatched from Africa right now Woo. Well, you know there's a there's there's people that really really do believe in religion um, and there's other people that believe in religion but haven't read the like haven't done the assignments <laughs> just drink you know what I mean? like I like I, I think the for some reason I can't I can't not picture some sort of presentation that was necessary. And in this case, like, she knew what the book was about, kind of watched the movie, but never actually did the research. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Um, this this piggybacks onto Dogma. If y'all have not seen Dogma yet, y'all need to. <laughs> I'm know. trying to remember. I feel like I... Which one was Dogma again? Um, Dogma was with uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Um, There's two fallen angels, um, just right. wreaking havoc, and then different. Right. This is where, um, oh fuck, what's that singer's name? Oh, I can't believe. Uh, how, why am I blanking on her name? Go down. Oh, this is your own podcast. We're, we always forget names. Alanis Morissette. Thank you. As Alanis Morissette <laughs> is God. Um, huh. Yes, um, and then but the best line I think it was from um, oh fuck Snape said it was it Snape or was it um um Sama Hayek who said you God, mean, God you mean Alan Rickman there his name go. is Alan, Alan Rickman okay you say Snape here's the thing though. yes he said when I say when I say the character's name that means the eventuality of the actor's name is gonna come out in my head yeah yeah it's so, just that's Alan the- Rickman was Gabriel wasn't he. Yeah, but I think one of them said God is whoever you like. I guess for Claire, for, not Claire for any, um, Linda for um, oh my God, the the main actress of Dogma, 
I guess she yeah. figured God was a woman while someone said God is a man, which was Chris Rock. And then I think it was either Alan Rickman or Simon Hayek who said, God is whoever you think they are. This is just, they're just like a being. Kevin Smith properly went after Catholics, Christians, and everything in between, but still, mm-hmm. but he had, a, but he had a point at the end of it though. Um, like when it was at with George Carlin, and Chris Rock was like this. All right, what happened to um, what happened to them, the Catholic Church when um, they went and took over Africa and sold everybody into slaves? And then George Carlin, mistakes were made. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> the Roman Catholic Church church turned a blind fucking eye and this is we're going now we're going according to history turn a blind eye and let them do what they did to African slaves S- dispersed us through I'm literally talking like I'm Killmonger right now but <clears throat> like literally it, it shows in history the Roman Catholic Church started it and then Christianity came right in like you know what Let's now dip our toes further what's going on in Africa. And let's further go over into Japan. And if you watch um, that Mark Scorsese movie um, based on Christianity, if you don't have, if you have a weak stomach, don't watch it. A lot of <laughs> bad shit happens to Spider-Man and Kylo Ren. Oh, yeah. I'll but uh, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting you bring up like the the timing of it, right? The fact that, like, the Roman Catholic Church, like, really did turn a blind eye on shit like that. Um, going back to, like, the original question, like, if if religion is, like, a detriment um, to the way we function as a society, remember, also back then in that time, during that time, religion and the Roman Catholic Church was basically the closest thing they had to, like, lo- well, lo- the it was the main power, like a government at the time. And and there is also recorded history of like Roman of the the Roman Catholic Church actively suppressing science <laughs> and actively suppressing like discoveries of the time, including things like you know the fact that we're not the center of the universe, which was be- being very heavily pushed by the Roman Catholic Church before the before the discovery and eventual release of the knowledge that oh hey by the way. The Earth is not the thing in the middle. The sun doesn't go around the Earth. We go around the sun. <laughs> like, like that. That kind of stuff is important to look at because even though, yeah, religion doesn't technically, quote unquote, encroach on science now. Look at the debates we're having. Look at look at look at how people are like are using religion in a way to say, hey, that's not what's taught in. in in the bible so this can't work or it's evil or it's this or it's that like we we shouldn't make ourselves better in this knowledge because the bible is against it or you know some sort of teaching like that i think that's trying to go back to that original question just because i keep trying to keep it in my mind i think that may be the the issue as to why religion itself kind of seems to encroach on everything because it's not just politics it's not just sociology it's also it also the way we treat it and the relationship we give it with our sciences with our with everything seems to have some sort of effect that would um that would also shape what people themselves think like as a as a society later um you had anything to add to it so even um 
even even though like I feel like people are semi short sighted. Not not us right now, but like in general, when I talk about this, a lot of people like see things short sightedly when it comes to religion and how it affects us daily. Yeah. Because they they say, oh well, I mean, just let me practice my faith or let me let me think the way I want to think, and that's fine. But unless we we address it, like we can we can let people you know do whatever they want, religious freedom, that's fine. But unless we have a clear understanding of how this affects us as a society, it may not be a problem for us now, but it does have a direct effect on how we we proceed as a society. How the future generations continue to think about things, how their thought processes are shaped, all that stuff is unfortunately really interlaced with the topic of religion. Jen? Technical difficulties on her end. Um, the difficulties, yes. We'll we'll get her back right now. Yep. Um, I would say for me, looking like it is essentially like you have the Borgias, um, which is also deals with um tied with the Pope. Um, you and it is literally documented, like you said, that they had their they had their hands in literally crime, like. Even even though Bill Burr was joking about it, uh-huh. he was right. If whatever the man did, especially if we're going, we were going to stick it towards um, religion. Women got their hands in it as well. Mm-hmm. So like the blood money is the the blood money is there. Oh yeah, like it, it's it's not it, it it's very difficult to say like oh it's only men, but I mean the majority yeah. Yeah, but um. <laughs> Then also, when you look at it, especially now, because we we slightly touched upon it with with the institutions, um, I forgot who um, who posted this uh, photo. the The amount of um, homeless shelters for children to the amount of how many churches it was in within the state, mm-hmm. and the the action this is like it's fucking mind boggling. Where we have close to almost close to forty thousand churches. In each state, but so little fucking um, actual care for teens and children. Like this, mm. is, like it shows, and then plus the fucking tax breaks all these fucking um, televangelists and churches get. Like, I get like there's the oh, the old mission in downtown LA, like fucking places that was established in the fucking twelve hundreds. Yeah, I those okay, yeah, they get a pass. But any fucking mom and pop church that get popped, they do this, like, all of a sudden, it's built up so they can scam people out of money on the faith of the, is it, is it Catholics or Christians? Like, no, you just pocketing money. See, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm really glad you brought that up because I guess another, another point that I, I think about with this kind of stuff is when we're talking about is religion, like, specifically the thing that, that is a, whether it's a, detriment or not right Mm -hmm. is it really the religion itself the moral base itself that we have a problem with or is it more the individual is it more the individual the the organization behind it because honestly like religion as an idea for me is not an issue Mm -hmm. but the the actions behind the people who organize it are a, a, a big reason that i have like strained from strained uh stray 
from my from my initial upbringing because I, w- I was raised um, as a Jehovah's Witness. You guys know that. Yeah. But I, w- I was raised very hardcore Jehovah's Witness for a, a long amount of time until eventually I, I myself had these kinds of questions and couldn't, like, kind of like Jen, right? I, could, I would never found any satisfying answers to anything. Hello? Ah. There we go. But did you ever seek satisfying Right. That's the real question. Because I, I feel like as much as I never got, you know, the right answers, I got interesting answers as well. Um, like, for example, and this is just really super, super, duper random. Um, I, I grew up Catholic. I was uh, baptized at, um, I forgot what, St. George, St. Greg or something like that. St. Gregory mm-hmm. um, in K-Town. Whoop, whoop. And um, we, we served the altar. We were altar kids, my sister and I. Um, we were in this group called the Legion of Mary. We would, like, hook up, like, all the time. And um, I, like, even met this girl in our church that um, wanted to be a nun. So they took us on the tour of the convent that she was going to be, you know, I guess, inducted in. I don't know the whole terms or anything. I was, like, seven. And um, I was like, dude, this is really chill. Like, they have a volleyball court. They're playing guitar. They're playing volleyball. They're all, like, chill and, like, you know, together. And I didn't really understand the time why I love you so much. But, you know, all those females around me maybe were, like, part of them. <laughs> part of the answer. Um, and, um, <laughs> like, at eight, I told my mom, I was like, I'm going to be a nun. I'm going to be a nun. I'm, I'm going to join the convent. I'm going to be a nun. After high school, that's what's going to happen. And um, I remember, like, trying to get more, you know, um, involved in, like, Sunday school. But none of the questions that I asked were really, like, they were just kind of like, ah, so cute. Like, he's like, thinky. <laughs> yeah. And it was just like, damn, I can't get any straight answers. My mom would tell me that it was sacrilegious to think that way. And I'm just like, think what way? Like, in a way that is uh, curious? She's like, yes, curiosity yeah. is a sin. And I'm just like, what the fuck? That's, that's, that's something I never heard before. That's- yeah, I've definitely heard that. <laughs> And um, I remember being like 13 and at this point being a complete hoodlum because a lot of terrible shit happened in my family. And um, I'm not kidding. Like, I'm talking like skinny jeans, like Sheena is a punk rocker, fucking mohawk, and not a care in the world. Well, that and is our... terrible in your family. Huh? <laughs> I'm like, yes, that is like some that. terrible stuff that happened to your family. Yes, it is very terrible what happened to my family and it shows. And... I remember we had this bus driver that was just the nicest ever and he would always talk to me and he would say, you know, like, oh, I'm a youth pastor in my church and yada yada and a musician. And I kind of dug the fact that he was a musician more than he was a youth pastor. So we vibed a little bit, like not in like that way, because he's obviously like what, you know, in his mid 20s. But we were just kind of like, oh, OK, you're cool. I'm cool. We're just going to be cool. And um I remember for some reason people were asking him questions about religion um, right before we were heading home and I was just like rolling my eyes and just, you know, scoffing because I had complete like, you know, like zero faith in any, I would, and he was like, oh, like, do you have any questions, any? And I'm 
Um, I mean, the only question that I've ever asked that no one's ever answered is why? Why did why did God make the tr the tree of knowledge? Why did He create this tree, knowing that Eve was just going to eat from it anyway? He's omniscient, isn't he? He's gonna he knows this was going to happen. So why did why was this situation even presented anyway? Why was this a, a temptation? And he was like, well, that's a good question. And like sat there and thought about it for like a long time before answering. I was like. This is weird, because, like, usually people are just like, I don't know, or, like, whatever, you know? Um, he actually thought about it for a long time. He's like, I want to say, I think it's because he loves us, and sometimes things that we do for the people we love, sometimes it hurts us. And so he had to, like, make me watch watches so that we can learn right from wrong. I think that that's a better way of seeing what? That gave me perspective, for sure. You know, because yeah. it's like it doesn't have to be as it's written, and I think that in in of itself, um, kind of segueing to you know our, our topic and politics in general. We see a lot of women in politics, to, you know, today now. Like, and it's great. It's amazing. Our first v, our first uh, female VP. Like, that's awesome. Groundbreaking, you know. <clears throat> and um, kind of surprising, you know, honestly. I mean, you see all these women rising to power. What do they all have in common? That they believe that they shouldn't settle for less right yes oh well well to just to be clear about myself here i didn't mean surprising as in like surprising that we now have a, a female president i mean surprising that it took so long uh, yeah Th thank you thank you for clarifying yeah like i don't mean, like, <laughs> clear. I mean, like oh i'm surprised that there's a woman for vice president i just mean it's 2020 and most other countries this isn't like a big issue why did right, it take yeah. long for us to actually have a female vice president i wouldn't call it right the, i wouldn't say this specific year i just say why is it taking so long within our own society and culture in the u.s why is it taking it so long as opposed to other countries being more proactive and letting women come in a position of power like ta well, look, tagging into a year it just makes it seem like it's that year no it's, it's well it's i only i only i only bring up the year because that's just that just happens to be the year that like she was now put in yeah i don't mean like specifically like oh it's a 2020 thing i just mean like it took until 2020 like this physical year for that to happen not well, not, not would stop going back and forth. I would probably give a perspective on that, which was I was actually trying to offer before you guys, you know, interrupted. So thank you. <laughs> um, what I'm trying to like go into effectively is that like there's no. So what we know is that a female fucked up, right? Mm -hmm. She done fucked up. She sent everybody to you know basically suffering and just be like knowledge of you know one be being less than right, right. <clears throat> but we also see a lot of you know strong female and i mean i hate to consider you know like talking about like the bible in like a you know story type of setting but we see different characters um you know different female characters taking difficult decisions or making very strong choices and um 
I think like that that really does pull back a lot of females in like the conservative view because it's almost seen as if we can't decide but wasn't it a female that decided to see what else was out there instead of just you know everything pleasant to actually see what else can be you know get what else could could one can get out of life Hmm. I mean, I feel like there's a big, there's a huge, like, misunderstanding. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying, like, oh, like, let's all start, like, revering females. No, 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 I'm not saying like that. I'm just saying, like, there's a huge uh, misunderstanding on, like, how maybe we need to think about updating some of our views, some of our interpretations. We need to revisit this interpretation uh, that we've been, you know, so tied to our entire lives because things are changing and it's like at at like a hair pulling like rate but they're changing Mm -hmm. and it's you can't say that it's not gonna work with the way that things are changing Hmm. no i I would agree with that yeah Hmm. i totally forgot everything about bible study and everything so this is all mathematical in my head right now (laughs) and i think that's the way we should be seeing it (laughs) you know very logical instead of emotion because i would say for me with my experiences with um religion i've said this before i don't think i've said it on recordings but even as a kid i always knew easter bunny and santa claus wasn't real so i was like if they ain't real god ain't real by the way, spoiler alert, any children listening? I'm just... <laughs> I, I don't care. They're going to learn today. They're going to learn today. Um, I, I just, you, you forgot one. Tooth Fairy is in either. Yeah, Tooth Fairy. Look, look, the only jolly fat person in your family getting you presents is your family. Not your mama and your daddy. Or in the case, your mama, your mama, your daddy, your daddy, or your uncles. All right? <laughs> Whoever it is that gives you presents, yeah. they're all kind of they also the two fair <laughs> like so like, come on i don't i don't i try to do this with my own family's children but they like no desmond they don't need to know this they do damn it <laughs> but um so that's the point that point um yeah i just never i was always forced my grandmother is um was was a jehovah's witness um so by way extension, my mother was um, my grandmother. It was on my father's side was Catholic, um, which is rare. You hear black people being Catholic, which I learned. I was like, wow. I, I, I always just it was always the assumption that Latin culture was always tied to um, either Christianity or um, Catholicism, especially within learning about art history. About Catholicism and how it's tied to Latin culture, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. But when, when in terms of African Americans, it, it to me it was like, wow, okay. Um, and then my aunt, who I barely talked to in the first place, is hardcore Christian. I mean, hardcore. I'm like, every fucking well, used to. Every time she come over to my fucking house, and this is of recent. You need to do this. You need to do that. You need to have a guy in your life. And I'm like, I'm ever so close to be like, shut 
the fuck up. <laughs> I'm being polite by keeping my mouth shut, but it can only get me. It can only get you so far from being being polite. But I would never like we. Um, if you grew up in the Watts area, we always had Metro Kids. I don't know. I don't know if y'all had that growing up. Metro Kids. I don't. Like uh, getting. Like group, like group, um, group pastors, like they try to be with song and dance, talk about religion, and then you get free stuff like food, toys, or stuff like that. Huh, weird. Yeah, no, I, I've, I've actually, this is new to me. Um, yeah, this is new to me too. <laughs> well, growing up, there was like a lot of Christian and Catholic, um, like church groups that would do stuff like that. I will bold place lie in front of them. <laughs> Like yes, food please. Like for, like I would. Here's the thing though. You would never just straight up ask for the food. You just be like, you play along. Now, there were some kids who are who are now grown up to be around my age. They're um either Jehovah Witnesses, Christians, Catholics, what have you now. But then I was just like, no, I'm gonna lie. I'm going. I was playing the long con. From the age, <laughs> from the age of ten to about the age of thirteen, I was playing the lawn. The, for those three years, the long, long con to that accumulated to I got baptized so I can get a free Thanksgiving dinner for my family. Wow. So, Way to the, 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 uh, the religious bullet there, like, hey guys, I got Thanksgiving for you. And here's the thing <laughs> this is my only time I ever think, I ever thought, oh, it could be real. Everyone said the water was cold. I'm the only one who said the water was hot. <laughs> so that was like the one time I, I thought this was kind of real. I was like, hmm. It was kind of warm for me. Like, I was like, did somebody pee in it? No, because they would have turned it. Did, did it just say if someone had pissed in it? Uh, well, I said pissed. It was like if someone urinated in it, it would turn a different color. It wasn't a different color, so it was clear water. So you can see. You can tell if someone urinated in it. But what if whoever did it was just really hydrated? No, I'm just... Well, I was just like, huh. Oh, well, we got free. My family got free. I legit came walking in the house with a big ass box of stuff to, to make for uh, my family to make for Thanksgiving. I was like, Mom, right. you get to save your money. We can pay. You can pay the bills now. I got us free food. She's like, how did you do that? I was like, you don't want to know. <laughs> uh, you don't want to know who I who I just had to make a deal with. <laughs> I was like, free, free, free toys, free stuff. Um, I was just like, I saw it as a joke, and then talk, and then it wasn't until having like an actual sit down conversation with my grandmother, who is a witness. Like at the time, at the height of Harry Potter, even Doctor Strange, even though he did not have a movie, they was aware of Doctor Strange, and they always considered anything magical based was demonistic. Yep. <laughs> which is I and I uh, vernacular I'm not gonna I, I still use but I'm not gonna say it on the show um, bro I used to uh, I used to get in trouble for watching That's So Raven I know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> so I, I just sat there and talked to my grandmother I was like I don't believe in God I don't believe in anything I say I was like and she was like why did you come to our oh you giving a talk I was like I'm gonna see my grandmother give a talk I'm I'm only there for support. I'm not there for the fucking message. Well, she had a part up on. Uh, she had a part up. 
she always had like like more term like going towards like um up into her path before like the year before her path um her passing she was she gave talks and then my grandfather was um a brother um whatever the fuck you call them or people joke also, oh does that mean she most likely was a pioneer yeah there we that's go. what it there it is that's what it is okay yeah so you would know the vernacular I, I i just brush over it um <laughs> but then her congregation know who we were and they knew exactly to skip the house because they know my brothers are open to talk about it i'm like <laughs> get the fuck out yeah, it's literally a a, a checkbox. I'm not even joking. There's literally a checkbox that they that they have that says skip this house. And they will only the only reason they will skip my house because they know my grandmother is across the street. So it was like more than likely she's talking with us about it. Yeah. <laughs> so I was the I, it was the only lucky part of not having one knock on my door. And the only time they knock on my door is like ask where's my grandmother at. I was like she's more than likely at the thrift store shopping. Mm-hmm. Cause that's her. That was her thing. That was her thing. When, when she was done doing her pioneering, she'll go off on an adventure, and she probably won't be back till like seven p.m. Sounds about right. That sounds like the pioneering attitude, honestly, right there. Yeah, <laughs> but that, but I, I can talk about my grandma all the time. But we did have a, like a legit talk, and I told her, like I don't believe in this. This is you, you, the way how you view Harry Potter and Doctor Strange is how I view your religion. That's what that, that's how I broke it down to her. I was like, it's, okay. it's, it's, it's make-believe. And she, and it it took her a minute. It really did, because we, we got into some shouting, like, I know everybody see me and my grandmother, like, like buddy-buddy, but I was like, no. It, it For a minute, I was not her favorite grandson. I was not. But it, for, like, going towards her passing, she finally, like, okay. She's like, I know you won't ever later in your life, but as she could see my brother's in eventuality, will lean more into religion. While I will be the black sheep of the family, and she said, "You should be happy about that." I was like, "Yes," <laughs> and we left it like that. That's cool. But that's my my journeys with um with religion because I know Jen touched on upon the hers. And I was like, "It's time." I guess we're going close to the end of the episode, and I feel like we should like touch upon our own connections with specific religions mm-hmm. christian yeah no i um i grew i i was raised um as a jehovah's witness my my mom still is and pretty much my entire mother's side of the family are witnesses like just save a few people but um but i grew up in it um very heavy um it was it was taught like constantly and it's like that's why i, I remember well what the what the terms and everything was because i remember like there was a point where i wanted to be a pioneer i remember that was like an actual life goal i like but um it it it, it, it's kind of sad to me at least in the way that like i when i learned about the witnesses Mm -hmm. to the capacity that i know now i i really agree with the moral behind it i agree very much with the way that they like to teach it which is very like very dependent on everything, all sources, everything we're learning has to come from the Bible itself. Like I, I like that part I loved about it because it was a lot more focused on the actual teachings of what the Bible was, less on the organization of it. But regardless, you can't escape that organization. You know, you can't, you can't, you can't 
oversee hundreds of thousands of people in a religion without having some sort of like system there. And that system requires people like businessmen. It requires infrastructure. It requires time and expertise and money and, and resources and all these things. And it's like most of the time when we're, when you're taught as a witness, at least the way that I was, and, and if anybody who's listening to this now, you know, has similar experiences or would like to refute this or, or talk to me about it, feel free to hit me up on Twitter or, or on Instagram, because I really don't have a problem talking about this, but it's, um, it's very interesting to me to see how like there there is a large group of that religion, and I'm only talking specifically witness here because I, I don't have experience with other religions. Mm-hmm. But there's a large group in that religion where I'm sure like in a lot of others, not everybody there is there for the religion itself. Not everybody there is there to, you know, to better themselves. Yeah. Like the, there's people that go there's people that go because they were taught. There's people that go because they were coerced by other people. There's people that go like you because you care about your family members and not the message, but you want to go and support them. Like that that stuff exists everywhere. The issue that I have with it is just the this this kind of air that they 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 very much teach that everything outside of the religion is something scary. Like you said, and and something like uh, working off of what what Jen had said a minute ago, um, you shouldn't think that way. Don't be curious because that's a sin. You know what I mean? That kind of that kind of mentality is very toxic. It's very it's very detrimental to how people view everyday things. Because this this year, this year specifically, was also the first year that I ever voted, and for me that was a very big issue, like personally. Because that was also something that was taught to me as as a witness. I, I I personally don't observe really much of anything of the religion anymore. But for some reason, that was the thing that stuck with me very heavily. And it, it like when when I was thinking about it when we you know when the when the ballots had come up and everything, it started. I started to realize like religion had had this long, like underlying effect. <laughs> That even though I didn't agree with it, somehow I still had this moral, this moral dilemma of whether or not I would want to put my my vote in. So it's uh, so the fact that 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 we're talking about this actually, I'm I'm happy that we have a, a platform to talk about this a little bit, just because it's like religion, religion in everyday things. Like I said, it makes sense for some people. I, I personally had a conversation with my cousin who's still very much into the religion very recently that, um, that there are types of people that are very, that like that, that enjoy it. There are people that, that, that need it in a way because it's, you know, there's certain people that, that without it, they wouldn't have the reasoning or wouldn't wouldn't know how to process the reasoning behind, you know, certain certain unfortunate truths, and I get that, but I think as a society we have to take a moment to really really sit down and talk about it with each other, with, like we are now. What is the value, or not the value? What is the the weight that we give religion as as a practice? What what do we what weight do we give it to affect us as people and as we develop our our social tendencies and our mental uh, our mental um, processes? Yeah. 
because it, it can very heavily affect that. Right. I think um, also it has to do with like the, you know, traditionalist values that are not so much working with what's going on today, what we're discovering today. Like, um, for example, you know, I've, after doing so much to try to like find the proper faith, I guess, you know, trying to see if I fit into Buddhism or fit in, you know, Judaism. Um, it just kind of like occurred to me that like people don't really know what the fuck they're doing, you know? Yeah. And it, I think it's, it's, it's so disheartening because then you start thinking like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do? You know, like I, at least like in my personal sense, cause I feel like there's a lot that is holding me accountable to like my own faith from what I have experienced in my life. Um, and that's also very personal, but like, to have like a connection with that, like, I mean, I can do it and I can, you know, I guess consider myself spiritual in that sense. And I think there was an article that came out around like early 2000s, mid 2000s that said that there were more people that were identifying as spiritual than religious. So, um, you know, like there's, there was that whole mentality that you, that I fell into of just, Oh, I'm just going to be spiritual than religious, but it all really boils down to like, from what I kept, you know, coming across with my mom, she always gives me these little pamphlets that, you know, the little prayers or little cards with prayers on them and tells me to keep them on me or whatever. Um, every time I get one, I'll look at it and it's always, you know, same traditional things. But it just seems like there's a huge, like, you know, missing gap that is not being addressed. And people are so afraid of changing because it's like oh it's written in stone it's like but it's not anymore it's in paper highlight you can cross out you can white out <laughs> like you can i mean i'm not saying like change things you know to suit people's needs but change things to make things you know more sensical um or at least you know update the ideology use what's there find a new interpretation Maybe something is amiss. Maybe something was overlooked because to use the same interpretation for over for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't exist in medical science. It doesn't exist in philosophy. It doesn't exist anywhere else. So that's that's what I'm just, you know, sort of thinking and trying to put out there to like try to find some perspective and try to like, you know, broaden that perspective and really, really look, look and read between the lines. There is such a push against people being intellectual. And this is for a reason. You know, politically speaking, there's a lot that's being said for a reason. And now is not the mind, the time to be small minded. It um, is not. The no, yeah, go ahead. Um, I was going to say that I do definitely agree with you because now religion is being used as a weapon and people are using it to fit their own needs and it's really, and they have caused them to have a disconnect. So like at the start of the episode, we talked about the gentleman um, who's supposed to be supportive of the Muslim um, person, but 
we don't know is was it ties to his religion why he's annoyed or was it because he's not taking part of the, in the group and then we have what we talked about our disconnect with religion ourselves but when you step away and you look you see how it's so ingrained in people's cultures especially the black culture where as always you have them take it with them to the pastor pay your tithes um with like <laughs> like that that whole bullshit like when you look at how culture and and faith is just to piggyback to that crazy ass woman um yes in a way faith has came from africa it came from egypt and and norse mythology if you will but it's always tied to a community but when you look at religion today is always the individualism hence why I don't I Christian guess correctly I have a problem with televangelists they're blood they're blood suckers they're taking money from fucking people who are so and that's why I view religion as a fucking cult now there are some out there um that are they're not culty but I'm gonna have questions if I see something that's suspect Mm mhm but it is what it is. Um, yeah, tell- but that's how everyone should be. And that's how these organizations should be. Like, if there's a scandal, why is that not taken seriously? Yeah. I'm, you know? Especially. If- so. Uh, Sorry. Go ahead. No, de- no I, I agree. I, they definitely need to be asking these questions and pointing them out and stop being afraid of, like, pointing out and saying, like, hey, why is this this way? Is then how are things going to change for the better? How is perspective going to be turned? Yeah, I think it's like it's like an old, an old way of thinking. I think where it's like, oh, hey, if we cover this up or we don't bring attention to this, people won't associate us with a bad thing. But it's like, no, what you're really doing there is it just makes you look like you acknowledge the bad thing, and you would rather cover it up than you know than address it and then um, you know excise yourself and the organization that you are a part of of this bad thing like the rape the raping of young boys within these within these churches yeah it's 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 like if you if like at least to me it's like if you had a, a you know a a horrible disease that could that could kill you like let's say you have like a like a you know like a cancer or something right like if you have a cancer, are you gonna try to hopefully excise the tumor and get better, or are you gonna hide it and then say, "Oh no no no, it, uh, I don't have cancer." You know what I mean? Like I don't like I'm I'm not I'm not unhealthy. We, we just you, we, guys, you, you are opening the can of worms that we do. You not guys, <laughs> I completely forgot about this lady. But when we went at the center where we worked, there was this lady who had had a terrible accident, right? I'm not going to give you details because I want to protect her identity, but had a terrible accident and said that she just prayed over her accident and it got better. But let me tell you, she's disabled because of that accident. Mm. So I think a little medical attention would have probably sufficed yeah. in that situation. There is an extremism that it's like, this is out of hand, right? Yeah. Where it's like, you've just gone too far. And I feel like people are getting to that point. 
like now they've gotten to that point and it's gotten such a pull like it's reeled back so much because of the election results but i feel like those people are not going to go away they're not going to go away they're not going to take their their signs down they're not going to take their flags down they're going to no, continue they're not, yeah. and they're just going to ride out this like wave of hatred that they're for some reason interpreting out of this religion that is thousands of years old that preaches what <laughs> Like love and acceptance, right? Love and acceptance. Yeah. I want like, you to love and accept me, so I'm gonna shun and like shun and hate you. Right. Like it's and it's, it's like you're every time and you see this pattern in history, you guys know this, everybody knows this. You just open up any history book and you will see this. That there are people that are disadvantaged that are, you know, slowly but surely getting what they deserve or slowly but surely coming out of that disadvantage slowly mm -hmm. but surely advancing to you know an i guess livable situation and that is the part that's upsetting a lot of people is the fact that why are these people being why are these people being helped and it's like well look at your history <laughs> yeah look at your history so it's like there's so much that that we update in our politics, but we don't update in our in any of any other of our beliefs. And it's like in a way, it's like okay, like I said in the beginning, it's fine. It works for people. It keeps their communities the way they want them, and it keeps their lives the way that they they want to experience it. But in the end, there's gonna come a time where, you know, boop. Someone like me moves in to Richmond, Indiana <laughs> with purple fucking hair and a ring around her nose and is like, hey, what's up? How's it going? I'm next door now. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we'll end it right here. Thank you for coming to this Revival Snares Against the World. Um, the, the point of this and future episodes is to let the world hear a varying degrees of points of view, be it comical, um, sarcastic, but not with the intent of being antagonistic. Just we need more viewpoints to put out there. And hopefully those in the higher power in terms of political or within any form of industry, be it religion, gaming, movie, television, what have you, to see that everyone of different degrees of opinion, race, uh, sexual orientation can actually sit down and talk and have a proper discussion and without calling each other outside their names and a civil one on top of that yeah yes. um so Beautiful. this is the point of the revival um i would like to thank christian ventura of the giant Contraman robot thank um, you i like to thank my good friend yenny for being on i love you guys thank you love you too um there will be more episodes um there's probably a previous one that's, that, that was on after this one or another one before this one i don't know it's it's it's, it's all blurring ahead because of covid and with that <laughs> peace y'all